Oh, what a morning we have working. Hope you had a fabulous weekend here. There, candidly, there couldn't be more going on. And we have exactly the right people in position to do it. Incredible weekend in the NBA. We'll get you back to all of that. But it starts with the football, with Tag Day tomorrow and free agency around the corner. We're live at the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. And that man is at the center of it all. The entire football world, it feels like, is just waiting for him to make a decision on his future. One of the people waiting is that man, the one who threw that ball, Derek Carr, uh, who, of course, is very heavily involved in the mix with some of the same teams, in particular, one of them, the New York Jets, that Aaron Rodgers is as we figure out the quarterback carousel and the enormous shoe that yeah. could drop any minute. Orlovsky is with us this morning, Damian Woody, and Jeremy Fowler, whose phone has been ringing off the hook as we've been speaking. Lots of people just joining us here at the top of a new hour. What is the latest with Rodgers, Carr, the Packers, the Jets, yep. etc.? Okay, here's the very latest, Green. I made a bunch of calls this morning. The New York Jets are still in it with Aaron Rodgers. But I've talked to multiple teams in the quarterback market right now who say that Aaron Rodgers' $58 million guaranteed money is an issue. The teams are going to want to rework that or have Green Bay help facilitate maybe eating some of that money. And so that is a roadblock right now. How willing is Green Bay to try to be flexible here and, and make that money go away a little bit for a new team? So if not... A team like the Jets could pivot to Derek Carr. I'm told by a source that Carr is slightly leaning toward the Jets as his preferred destination. Meanwhile, the Saints are still in it with Carr. He's their option A. But the Jets, their option A has been Aaron Rodgers, but they still really like Derek Carr, so they're dealing with both quarterbacks. It is chaos right now. And, and, and what the first shoe to drop in all of this will be Rodgers, whenever Most he likely. chooses to do, making a decision on his future. Unless a team like the Jets or whoever signs Carr realizes it's just not worth it. We can't wait. That's fair. And then Carr would be the first. So the to pivot could be the first to come. So Rodgers is on one track and Carr is on another. They're sort of running parallel lines. Absolutely. And we'll see which one winds up happening here. And I, I will just repeat one more time before I turn it over to the guys here. Because I, I, I want to make sure you've been hearing the same thing I have. I've had multiple people tell me, do not discount yeah. the possibility that Rodgers retires. Yes, that has been on the table. And I spoke to somebody with the Packers who said, look, Aaron Rodgers as an MVP, Super Bowl winner, 15 years here, he can take all the time he needs. Like, they're willing to be flexible with him, knowing that, you know, he's going to go with what he prefers. Maybe he doesn't play. Maybe he wants a new team. Maybe he wants to stay in Green Bay. It feels like a lot of those are still on the table, although staying at Green Bay at this point might be tough. Okay. Um, so that is where we are, and all of this hangs in the balance. And then, oh, by the way, the Lamar Jackson of it all will probably be resolved one way or another by 4 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. And who knows how that will factor into all of this. So, Dan, no one t covers the quarterbacks, as far as I'm concerned, better than you do. Digest all of this for us. What should we be thinking? Yeah, on March 6th, it just sounds like it's either the Jets or retirement for Green Bay. Those, those are the two options. And, and, and I think for the New York Jets – the reality is time, can't, time is their enemy. They've got to figure out and find, and it sounds like the contract is the big sticking point in, in making this happen. Who eats money? Does Aaron rework his deal? I, I Just hearing Jeremy right now, it makes me think like the Jets are trying to make this happen, and they're just trying to figure out the money aspect of it all. And they've got to figure it out because they got to know what kind of team they're going to have when they acquire Aaron Rodgers. Do they keep that first-round pick? What other players do they have to get rid of in he ahead of next week's free agency to make sure that they get some type of salary cap fit into the salary cap. So I just think it sounds like Aaron Rodgers is going to either retire or play for the New York Jets, and the Jets automatically, if that's the case, 
become an AFC playoff football team? What do you think, D. Wood? I think that those are the two options for Aaron Rodgers as well. I, 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 the more we move on with this, the less likely I think Aaron Rodgers goes back to Green Bay. I think, oh, I, I, think Green, I think Green Bay is, is resolute on – they want to go with Jordan Love. I, I really do. I feel like they want to go with Jordan Love. I think for Aaron Rodgers, it's Jets over time at this point. And looking at it from the Jets' perspective, here's my question. My question is, are you – do you want to – with a young team like the Jets, do you want to go with a quarterback who's basically year to year, yeah. who you question – if he's going to be there from day one in the offseason program, who's going to work with these young wide receivers, these young skill position guys that they have with the Jets? Remember, that was a problem with, with, the, uh, with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers last year with those right. two young wide receivers. So, is Aaron Rodgers going to be all the way in? If, if this move were to happen, is Aaron Rodgers going to be all the way in with the Jets, if that if that move is facilitated, that to me is the big question. Yeah, and I'm not discounting the Raiders either. They are still around. They got Devontae Adams, West Coast. Aaron Rodgers would be able to go back there. I think they're going to go younger at quarterback, but they could entertain it. We'll see if that market opens, especially if the Jets don't take it. Dan, I think I heard you say as D. Wood started talking, oh, he's done in Green Bay. Is that your – as far as you're concerned – his going back to the Packers feels like the least likely scenario? Absolutely, Greeny. One, because of the way their general manager, Brian Gutenkunst, talked about Jordan Love. He yeah. said he's ready to play. I mean, this is going into year four. Remember, he's the guy that traded up to go get him. Every general manager wants their guy on the field and the opportunity to pay their guy, okay? So I think that's part of this conversation. If Aaron was going to go back and play in Green Bay, just a gut feeling that would already be made public. I just think right now that behind the scenes, his reps are working with the Packers and the Jets to try to make sure the financial yeah. aspect of this is going to happen or at least has a chance to happen. I think Aaron Rodgers is done in Green Bay, and he's going to go down as one of the greatest Packers ever, but they want to, it feels like they want to pivot to Jordan Love and move on from Aaron. I, I would just point out for the record that uh, uh, Jeremy Fowler is texting feverishly as <laughs> literally while this conversation is going on. If there's something you want to throw in, just do it. Yeah, so this is – I'm texting with somebody who has an understanding of the quarterback market right now that says plainly Green Bay will need to eat some of the money if they want to trade him. Like that seems yeah. to be the scenario right now. How willing are they to do that? So look at the that's Browns. A, that's look at a the, big number. Look at the Browns last year with Baker Mayfield. Different situation. Browns had to eat some right. of that money. They ended up having to eat about half of it. That, that $18 makes it million more appealing. Dude. This it, it is my, different. But. I'm sorry, Jeremy. That makes it more appealing for the Jets if I'm the Jets. Absolutely. Then. Because then, then yeah. I don't have – then we're talking about – because the point I made last week, Green Bay – last week, Greeny and Greeny, you know a ton of Jets fans. You're obviously one of them. I talked to a bunch of them this past weekend at home, and they're like, for $60 million, do we really want them? Because you're going to have to get rid of some of your vets, DJ Reed and, and CJ Mosley and Carl Lawson. Maybe you only have to get rid of one or two of those guys if the Packers are going to eat some of that contract. And that's where it sits for me right now, Greeny. It just feels like the Jets want him. He wants to go to the Jets. How are they going to make the finances of it work for both parties? So, look, he, he, let's – 
consider the circumstances here. Once you're involved in a place where the Packers are talking about, where we're talking about them having to eat some of the money, suddenly the idea of compensation and trade and all that kind of sure. stuff feels a lot less meaningful Absolutely. here. Absolutely. The Jets yeah. aren't giving up all that much. They're probably not giving up all that much to get him. I don't think Carl Lawson's going to be on the Jets this year anyway. I don't think Corey Davis is going to be on the Jets yeah. this year, regardless of who their quarterback is. And look, I'm not trying to diminish Derek Carr, and if, he about, if he's about to become the quarterback of the Jets, I'll get excited about it. But never once in the history of mankind have the words been spoken, we've got an excellent chance to win the Super Bowl because we have Derek Carr as our quarterback. I've said that a lot of times yep. about Aaron Rodgers. So it seems to me that if you're the Jets here and you have a chance to make that happen and Green Bay might eat some of the money and you don't have to mortgage your entire future, it is a no-brainer for them to do everything they can to try and get Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah, if you're talking that scenario, absolutely. Absolutely, because the thing I was really scared about with Aaron Rodgers, outside of just the being all-in all in committed, is the fact that, man, that's a big price tag. That's a lot of money that the Jets will have to somehow finagle to get fit him in the gap. Who are you going to have to subtract off the roster? If Green Bay's willing to eat some of that money, then that it makes it even sweeter for the Jets. And listen, make no mistake about it. Like, Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr are in two different area codes. If I got the opportunity to get Aaron Rodgers, absolutely go get him. If they can get this contract situation figured out, then absolutely go 100% get Aaron Rodgers. Think about the Jets right now, Greeny. That's all I do. What do you mean, think about the Jets right now? Aaron, are you telling me to think about the Jets right now? This is the greatest show in your lifetime right now. Go ahead. Because Aaron Rodgers, it appears, is open to playing for the Jets, right? We know that. Derek Carr is leaning toward the Jets. So either way, if they play this right, they get one of two guys that are a major upgrade that want to be there. Right. Yeah. That, that speaks to a good roster that they have. Yeah. They're ready to win. I would not have thought this a month ago. Okay. No, I, I, I haven't thought it in 50 years. Go ahead, Danny. <laughs> put, a, put a ribbon on all this for us here. Again, we will be on this because it is developing literally every minute. But Dan Orlovsky, put a finishing touch on it for right this minute. With the variable of the Packers potentially eating some of this salary and the Jets roster staying somewhat what it is, you could easily place the Jets as like three or four in that AFC conference if they get Aaron Rodgers. No doubt the, the Chiefs are up there. No doubt the Bengals are up there. But we're talking about are they neck and neck with the Bills? Probably if their roster stays somewhat the same. Uh, you give them a little bit of an advantage over the Jacksonville Jaguars. So we're talking about a team that, you know, legitimate division champion type of contention and making a legitimate run into the playoffs if the roster stays somewhat the same. I'm, I'm not cut out for this, D-Wood. I can't take this. I mean, I'm doing everything I can. And I'm trying so hard to make this happen. And on top of that, Green, if they're able to, to, to limit the compensation that they have to give that's them the Green that's everything. That's huge. No it's huge. Everything about it is huge. It's literally <laughs> happening as we speak. Fowler, for the love of all things holy, make this happen. We are all over it every minute of the day. And then, oh, by the way, by tomorrow afternoon, Lamar Jackson becomes a part of this conversation. The Ravens have a deadline of 4 o'clock tomorrow. Fowler's going to tell you the likeliest scenario that could shake up the entire league. Plus, we go back to the basketball later in the hour as well. Steph Curry making his return. Anthony Davis stealing that show. Can the Lakers make the playoffs? This is the busiest morning we've had in forever. Stay right where you are. Let's get up on ESPN.
delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Back on Get Up in the midst of the most consequential NFL week we've had in a long time. We went through all of the Rodgers and Carr possibilities. Now we get to the tag deadline, which is tomorrow. The Baltimore Ravens appear headed towards placing one of the two franchise tags on Lamar Jackson, assuming they do not reach a long-term deal by tomorrow afternoon. Jeremy Fowler, you've been very close to this story as well. What is the latest? Well, talking to several people around the league, they do believe that the Ravens have strongly considered using the non-exclusive franchise tag by Tuesday's deadline. That would allow other teams to put in offer sheets, long-term offers for Lamar that the Ravens could either match or decline. If they decline, they would get two first-round picks. Now, no firm decision has been made on this, but the expectation all along is that he will get one of the two tags. He will be locked in by Tuesday as a Raven contractually. After that, as anyone's guess. Yeah, and, and there are a lot of different ways that could spin also. He doesn't have to sign it in and all the rest yes. of that happens. But, but let's just live in a world where that happens. Uh, Dan, if they put the non-exclusive tag on him, to be clear, other teams then can step in, try and sign him to offer sheets. They would owe the Ravens two first-round picks. Would you... What would if, if that's what winds up happening, if at some point between now and then, Jeremy Fowler says, guys, I have breaking news, the Ravens are applying the non-exclusive franchise tag to Lamar Jackson, then, Dan Orlowski, what do you think happens? The Atlanta Falcons are on the phone call immediately, and they're saying, okay, here's two first-round picks, and here's $200-plus million in the mark. Cool. We got a quarterback in the NFC South, and we're gonna, we got a chance to be really good for the next five or six years with it. I think it's that simple. And that's why I still can't understand – the theory behind this if you're Baltimore. Like I said before, we are making this way to pay him or not pay him black and white. If there's way more gray area than kind of we're talking about it. But the reality is this. You're giving him the chance to leave your building. You're giving someone the chance to come take him away. And that's where I struggle with it. 
because when you place that non-exclusive franchise tag on them, it opens the door for conversation. It opens the door for someone to entice you going, yeah, we'll give you two first-round picks and we'll pay Lamar all that money because then Lamar can sit there and go, because remember, Deshaun Watson sat out a year. So Lamar can sit there and go, I'm not playing Baltimore. I'm not. I'm going to wait this year out and then I'll hit free agency and we'll make it happen. If you're not going to do the deal now, I'll do it myself in a year or something like that. That's where I sit here and I go, why would you even have the opportunity or the option for Lamar to have conversations with other organizations and for him to no longer be a Baltimore Raven if the price is right from someone else? This is all about the contract. I think Baltimore, if they slap the non-exclusive franchise tag, basically Baltimore is, is saying, I, we've thrown our hands up. We can't, we can't come to terms on a contract. And we're going to let you basically, in, in, in so, so many words, be a free agent and test the market. See what contract you come up with because we can't come up with a contract. And in my opinion, this would be the, the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Because you're talking about a 26-year-old former league MVP, and at the end of the day, you would just get two first-round picks in return for Lamar Jackson, one of the best quarterbacks that we have in our league. That's just dumb. Like, that's not good business, especially for an organization as revered as the Baltimore Ravens. Let me explain what I feel like is going on here because I want to – I'm always concerned when the audience is hearing not exclusive tag. It is an exclusive tag. They could offer this compensation yeah. because it's not their job to understand this stuff. Right. Let's make this as clear as the way I think we possibly can. The Ravens and Lamar Jackson have been trying for a very long time to find some middle ground in their positions. The Ravens don't want to give him a fully guaranteed contract right. like Deshaun Watson got, and Lamar Jackson is basically saying, I'm not taking anything less. Now, by putting the non-exclusive franchise tag on him, they'd basically be letting the rest of the league decide who's right, right? Yeah. Lamar is saying, if you don't give me this, someone's going to, and the Ravens maybe are banking on the fact that nobody will, that as, as, a, as appealing and attractive as the option of Lamar Jackson is, that no one is going to go to this Deshaun Watson contract because it was such an outlier. It was it was so completely in violation of everything yeah. the league has stood for in its entirety and yeah. the entirety of its history that they're counting on the fact that no one will give him exactly what he wants. So let's put it on the table and let's let everyone else decide who's right. That's how I feel this is going. Greeny, you hit it because this is a team that has negotiated with Lamar Jackson for a year. It really has gone nowhere. Now, they put together an offer of almost $50 million per year back in the summer before week one. But Jackson has been clear to the point where a source told me that his counter offers were for full guarantees at a higher per clip per year than Deshaun Watson got. So we're talking over $46 million per year guaranteed. And the Ravens are in a different situation than the Cleveland Browns. 31 other teams were upset with the Cleveland Browns when the Browns gave Deshaun Watson that deal. So right. the Ravens are saying, we just can't do that. The ownership doesn't want to do that. So unless they change their tune, it's just going to be hard for them to figure that out if they just continue to negotiate again over six months. Like, it's going to be hard to get there. So the Ravens could just say, let's see what you can do on your and own. is there we'll a feeling that it is acrimonious? Because we have seen negative things coming out of Baltimore. We saw Lamar's yeah. tweets. We saw Rashad Bateman's tweets last week. We saw the frustration. He didn't play in the playoff game. It felt like a lot yeah. of the people in the organization thought that he would. That last part is true. And I'm not going to go as far as to say acrimony. I will say something doesn't feel right in the relationship, and you're absolutely right about the playoffs. A lot of people I talked to, team sources, believed that he could and would have played that playoff game and didn't, and that created some issues. Orlovsky, go. 
Well, that's shocking. I mean, the, I, I had not heard that there's people within their building that thinks he could and or should have played in that playoff game. Um, I can't speak on that. Like, that would be shocking to me because the Lamar that I watched in college football and the Lamar that I watched in the NFL it has competitive greatness inside of him. So that would be shocking to me. I, I, like, I understand the contract conversation. My point is this. If, if the Baltimore Ravens really want to get a deal done and they understand that there's <laughs> la- layers to it, then why not the exclusive tag? Because I know we sit here and say the non-exclusive tag gives guys the opportunity to go test the market and see what your real value is. I don't agree with that because the team has to give the money and the picks. It's not like free agency where you completely get a true test of what your value is because in free agency, it's just money. Teams are giving up two first-round picks for you. So you're getting an actual legit feel of what the market is. When you get the non-exclusive tag, the team has to give up not only the money, but also the picks that have a certain monetary value as well. So I don't necessarily see it that same way when it comes to the difference Mm. of the tags. And if I was the Ravens, that's why I would sit there and say, I'm giving them the exclusive one. Just an important distinction. Nobody questioned his, the legitimacy of his injury. Right. Everybody there knows he was injured. It wasn't a matter of he should have played. It's just a matter of they were surprised that he didn't based on the initial diagnosis and how it went. And, it's for, you know, I've got to, you know, kind of rebut what Dan's talking about a little bit. You don't think teams out there, if Lamar Jackson on the non-exclusive, would, the teams would, would no, I do jump, would. Jump, jump, like, jump for joy. Here, take my two first-round picks and, and a contract. To get because quarterbacks of Lamar caliber, yeah. they just aren't available. They're no, not available. Okay, I have to leave it there for the moment. But we have again, as you can tell, there's so much here. We will circle back to all of the football as we continue. Oh, by the way, were you watching the XFL action this weekend? Let me show you some highlights of the best game: Defenders and Battle Hawks in a battle of undefeated. Six minutes to play in the fourth quarter. Defenders are up by eight, and this is De'Ara King. And he's got Chris Blair in the end zone. Defenders up by 14. And the fans loved it. And there's a beer snake. 26 seconds left in the game. Same score. Battlehawks first and goal from the two. A.J. McCarron. Looking corner of the end zone for Stephen Mitchell. Yes, and the conversion is good. It's a six-point game. So the Battlehawks, because of the rule they have in the XFL, are able to go for a fourth and 15 to try and maintain possession but Davin Bellamy gets in the backfield and sacks McCarron. And then, oh, we got issues here. D. Wood, take a look at this. We got fireworks. We got helmets oh, being man. thrown. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> We've got chaos. Not quite the same as the basketball fight, is it? Uh, defenders win 34-28. They remain undefeated. As we continue, fire and ice. As KD and Kyrie go head-to-head for the first time, and one of them right now might be on the best team in the West. We'll talk about that as we continue. And sneaking Hembo, here we go. This one's for Windy. Which franchise has played the most NBA seasons without winning a title? That's the question. The answer is next for Brian Winhorst as we roll on. It's Get Up on ESPN. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. 
For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals that's dell.com slash deals shopping for mother's day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute but macy's gift finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for mother's day whether you're shopping for your sister's first mother's day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement macy's gift finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both you can shop by price anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under you can also sort by category like fragrance handbags and more or gift lists like for the mom who has everything pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma find top brands like studio pro model beats headphones polaroid cameras and samsung smart tvs so what are you waiting for mother's day is may 12th it'll be here before you know it Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Since 07 when I stepped into the league, I feel like every game in Dallas has been like this. Eight second difference in the game in shot clock. Durant driving on Hardaway. Pull up jumper. Durant got it. Phoenix has a two point lead. We had to, you know, be locked in all the way to the last possession. Down to 11 seconds left. Doncic driving, getting deep, creating space. Missed the shot! The Devin Booker and Doncic go face-to-face. You guys say you don't want everybody to be friendly-friendly. There you go. You got some smoke. It's all good. Just next time, don't wait till it's three seconds left to talk. Great drama in the NBA yesterday. Wendy was there for that game. We'll dive into all of it in a minute. But first, Wendy, Hembo's coming for you. Which franchise has played the most NBA seasons without winning a championship? See, I think he's trying to be sneaky here because he's saying NBA seasons. He's not saying ABA seasons from teams that came over from the ABA. So I'm going to say Phoenix Suns' final answer. That is correct. And you got him. You got him. He wanted to fool you with the Nuggets. The Nuggets, if you count their nine ABA seasons, would be the correct answer. But he snuck in because he's a very small man. And you know why? Because he embodied the Lions last week. That's right. Wendy gave us the Lions. He did. And (laughs) Hembo was trying to sneak one past Wendy, but you cannot do that. You got to get up pretty early in the morning to sneak one past Wendy. Okay, well done. Vince Carter's up with us here. Wendy is with us. Monica McNutt in our studio. Let's get a quick take on that game here. Uh, For those who are just joining us, because I want to dive into the other side of it. Um, but but a very quick take from Wendy for those who didn't see it earlier. K- Kyrie and KD, everyone in the world was paying attention. How would they interact with each other after the trade? And you were there yesterday to see it. You told us you saw nothing between the two of them whatsoever. Yeah, there was no interaction. Kevin Durant, I asked him about it. He said there was no emotion because they just didn't even look at each other. And I guess that isn't surprising because Kevin said last week that they hadn't even talked about their breakup, but considering that this game, and in a lot of ways, the second half of this NBA season was defined by what failed in Brooklyn, it is kind of surprising that they had no, you know, 
nothing for each other, especially in a game that was emotional. You saw Luka and Booker getting into it. These two teams are big-time rivals. You would think that Durant and KD would join into that, but right now they were just staying away from each other. All right, so there, there was that side of it. And if you're just joining us, earlier we talked today about the Suns. It is my belief that the Suns now are going to be the team to beat in the West for the foreseeable future, both short-term and long. Vince Carter, let's get a quick thought on the other team. You got Kyrie and Luka. They're certainly putting up their share of numbers, but they're four and five since they got Kyrie there, and he can become a free agent at the end of the year. Do you like the pairing of those two? Do you think they are a a contender to get anything significant done in this year's postseason. Greeny, I like the pairing. I do. I think they have a, a, a lot to offer. They're potent offensively, but they're, again, defensively is where they're going to need some help. You're going to need guys to get stops. You gave away uh, your defender, your best defender, Dorian Finney-Smith, to get a Kyrie Irving, which I understand, but they're gonna, just going to have to find some more pieces. Make noise. Yes, I do think the Dallas Mavericks are going to be a tough out because of Luka, ability to score, and of course Kyrie. But I don't, I don't see them getting, you know, past the second round. I, I don't. Uh, Monica, this is a team that was in to remind everyone the Western Conference Finals a year ago and has now added Kyrie Irving. What do you think is their ceiling? in this season. Uh, I love those, that addition, but I, I echo what Vince said. The subtraction matters. And if we look back at last year's track record, if Phoenix had imploded somewhat, that may, be, may look different in terms of what Dallas was able to accomplish. Look, they were ranked 24th defensively prior to the trade. They're ranked 26th defensively after the trade. So that is continuing to cha-cha slide to the left, y'all. Like That's going down. And then <laughs> while the pace is up, I mean, if you ask me to get in a track meet, like we saw yesterday, two high-powered offensive teams. The margin of error is this big, right, VC? Like, when it comes down to who right. was able to get a stop, even if you want to make it the defensive rebound that KD got on Luka's final attempt. Like, that is a stop. You got to be able to come up with some sort of stop. And so, right now, past uh, behavior, Dallas doesn't have that. If that's the best indicator of future success, I don't think it changes. All right, remember, sticking around in sixth place, and right now Dallas has fallen into seventh, but, I mean, everyone is so jumbled up in that Western Conference. Staying in six and not winding up in the play-in is critical for all these That'll teams. Now, we haven't gotten to another one of the fascinating games in the West <laughs> yesterday. Steph Curry back on the floor for the Warriors, taking on the Lakers, who are still playing without LeBron James, the two of them sharing a nice moment before the game. Uh, and, and early on, Curry kicking off some rust, but as the game went on, he looked very good. I mean, he is rested, and we know that Steph's game is so cerebral. If you let him get a look at the rim with nobody in his face. Oh, that's bad news. Look, look at the bench here, Monica. Look, look at it. them all. That's what I do, Greeny, when I'm working with you. Before you even start the show, I already counted. It's going to be a three. You just turn your back and say, there's no question he knocks that in. Right, meanwhile, let's give credit to Anthony Davis. It's his job to carry them without LeBron, and he's doing it. Absolutely. And you know that this is in there, right? But potential becomes an insult when it means that you haven't lived up to something that people believe is in you. And he's starting to show. All right. So the, the Lakers were winning basically the entire game. But Bar. here comes the Warriors late. Curry knocks it down. He had 27. It's a five-point game. Next Warrior possession, it's Klay Thompson. He's going to bury the three. It's a two-point game. So under a minute to go, where do they go for a bucket? They go to AD, and he does it. As he should. I mean, AD is a tough matchup for even the best defenders in this league, but this Warriors unit doesn't have a guy on the back end that can match his size and his physicality. When AD is being physical, oh, man. 
39 points for Anthony Davis in this game, one that the Lakers desperately needed to win. And so, Vince Carter, let's come to you. Uh, when LeBron went down, and, and it's going to be a while before we see him again, if we do at all this season, many people, including myself, just wrote them off completely. And all of you were telling me, no, no, this is Anthony Davis's chance to carry this team. And I've got to give credit where it's due, VC. I, I know he missed that one game, but he has played huge for the Lakers. Greeny, I'm going to start by saying this. Monica over there spitting bars, and I like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start yeah. right there first. Now, Thank moving you. forward. Yes, AD has to be this AD. When he's dominant, good things can happen, and he can give them a chance to get themselves in the playoffs or where they want to be. Yes, I, I, we don't know about LeBron James right now, so he must play this well, if not better. And he's established again the mentality. My thing was, early in the year when we talked about this, was his mentality. Yes, go play, demand the ball, even when LeBron James is on the floor, because you are the go-to guy, and you are the reason, and can be the reason, why this Laker team can play well and go further, or play well and get into the playoffs. And then LeBron James will follow, but I just felt... Playing through LeBron James first and, and, and AD being the second fiddle wasn't going to work well for them because you're asking a lot for LeBron James and his body. Regardless of how amazing he's playing, they needed Anthony Davis to take that torch, and he is doing that. And if he can continue, they're going to make some noise in the playoffs. All right, let's see if they're able to even get there. In the meantime, Wendy, let's go to the other side of this. It's become very fashionable now around the people that I ask to say the Warriors have a real shot. Like, the, the Warriors, uh, we have... The, They've been up, they've been down, they've been injured, but that if they are healthy here for this stretch run, that the Warriors have a real shot to repeat. What did we see from them yesterday? What do you see from them right now? Yeah, this is a difficult you know, situation because you can build a very strong case that when they've had their full team, the championship core that they had from last year, that lineup has been the best, most productive lineup in the NBA, even though it's only played about 300 minutes together this year. But that's not a concern because they have so much history together. They also have won at least one game, in, in, in run road game in a playoff series dating back a decade, like 27 consecutive series. They've won one road game. So them not having home court, in theory, wouldn't like make you rule them out. But then I look at this and I go, there's seven and 24 on the road. 7 and 24. The only yes. two teams in the league with Crazy. the worst road record are the Rockets and the Spurs who are in tank mode. And, you know, it's very hard. I, I, I'm trying to give them the respect that they have earned as the champs and also thinking about them winning but. four consecutive series without home court advantage, the way that they have played for five months. I think that they're a serious but, contender, but they're running out of time to prove that they can catch that rhythm. I, I think, for me, I'm scarred from last year's experience, y'all. I counted the Warriors way out, and we know how that ended. And so what I will say is I go back to something that Steve Kerr shared with us uh, in our pregame meetings during the finals for radio coverage. Everything they do is about championships. Similar to last year, Steph has now had a chunk of rest when it's about to matter most. Um, I think if they get their defender back and Gary Payton the second, I think that matters. Just because it is so tight in the West, Greeny, VC, and Wendy, you can't count them out because it is, there is no clear team. I mean, Nuggets, okay, you want to go Nuggets, but there is nobody that is head and shoulders running away with this thing. And so if you tell me I'm going with the team that has done it four times and has experience, I'm not mad at that. All right, like, one more thing. I, again, Vince, give us a final word, and then I got one more thing for you. Go. I, I, I just got one thing. I just think 
yes, they are a championship. They have all the experience. But with the West and all of the scoring, we just talked about guys, the duos that are scoring in the West. They're going to have to defend on the road. They're going to have to find ways to win on the road in the West if they want to kind of get to that moment and to the top of that mountain again. The West is going to be a shootout, y'all. Like, but I hear you, VC, yes. But also, saying, so who's stopping stop them? But who's stopping them, too, right? Like, it's just going to be a straight shootout all through the West. It, it is going to be wide open. We'll Agreed. have the West Conference Finals Agreed. this year. Have no idea where we're going to wind up. Meanwhile, let me very quickly run the floor here through a bunch of other notes. Damian Lillard has been just on fire. He had 41 points. Mm-hmm. Portland won yesterday over Orlando. He's got 14 40-point games this year, the most since James Harden three years ago. Elsewhere, Washington, Giannis Antetokounmpo. This is how he got his triple-double in the final second. Monica, we good with that? Uh, uh, you know, most of Giannis's triple-doubles are tried and true. I'm going to accept this particular one because it makes me giggle, but don't make it a habit. Yeah, they won. Uh, they beat Washington by six. Uh, overtime thriller, the Knicks, uh, Jalen Brunson injured. Emmanuel quickly stepped in, scored a career-high 38, and they knocked off the Celtics in double overtime to win their ninth consecutive game. And we talked talked about it earlier this morning, but obviously not enough <laughs> because Stephen A. Smith, who's up early watching and he tweeted at us, damn it, Greeny, no, 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 no. That is not enough time, enough euphoria, according to my New York Knicks, the hottest team in the NBA, as my main man Spike Lee would proclaim, orange and blue skies, baby, orange and blue skies. So Stephen A. is excited. We did not give his Knicks, because Vince Carter, 20 seconds, give, <laughs> give Stephen A. what he wants. Give the Knicks some love. <laughs> I tell you what, well, he, he, they deserve some love because they are, they've put it together. I think the addition to Jalen Brunson has been tremendous. And, Monica, you mentioned it earlier, what it's done for uh, Emmanuel quickly in his game. You can just see the game slowing down for him. He's taking better mm-hmm. shots, his shot mm-hmm. selection, and he's confident. And now it's given uh, Julius Randle a, 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 a guys that now when I'm not playing well, I can rely on other guys. I don't have to force it to make it happen. All right. Again, we are all over this here, and we are here to serve Stephen A. There's no question. If Stephen A. is looking for something, we are here to give it to him. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Wednesday night, our doubleheader starts in the Big Easy. Pelicans hosting Luca, Kyrie, and company, 7.30 Eastern. Then L.A. Raptors taking on the Clippers. Coverage starts NBA countdown, 7 Eastern. Meanwhile, how about the best team in the country, Monica McNutt? We're talking, of course, about undefeated South Carolina, the defending national champs in the SEC championship game against Tennessee yesterday, and it's Aaliyah Boston. Aaliyah Boston is that girl, as they say. Her presence is huge. Her leadership is important. This is the South Carolina squad that is on a mission beyond just their conference tournament, Greeny. That's Zaya Cook, and baby, she was cooking. She was indeed, because while Boston was named the tournament MVP, Zaya Cook had 24 points and three steals. Yeah, and Zaya is just knocking down three. She's scoring at all three levels. I've loved watching this entire team, really, over the four-year span that these seniors have now come to this opportunity to win back-to-back national championships. They, they will go into the the tournament uh, with a chance to defend their championship and again they are undefeated there's Zaya Cook putting some punctuation on and the chef's kiss perfect yeah. as South Carolina wins its seventh NC excuse me SEC championship 74-58 so now they have their sights set and becoming the first unbeaten national champ since UConn did it in 2016. South Carolina's won 38 in a row, dating back to last year, six wins away from becoming the fourth program to win back-to-back titles. As we continue, huge news from the NFL. Are the Jets pivoting away from Aaron Rodgers? Could they go car shopping as soon as today? We have the very latest right after this. You're watching Get Up on ESPN.
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. All right, we continue on Get Up, and let's bring in our buddy Orlovsky for Monday, Dan, with a bunch of opinions, particularly coming from the Combine this weekend. What did you see in Anthony Richardson, Danny? Rockstar status, and do not be surprised if there's a team that jumps up to number one and takes him over Bryce Young. Now, I would take Bryce Young number one. And while what happened at the Combine should not be surprising by his performance, we can't just gloss over it and think it's not a big deal to be that big, that athletic, and that powerful and to move that way that he did, some team's going to fall in love with him. Don't be shocked if it happens like Ryan Clark said on Friday. There is going to be a team that jumps up unexpectedly and, and takes a quarterback early on in this draft. I think the Seattle Seahawks. I think the Washington Commanders. I think the Detroit Lions are those teams or one of those teams that we're not necessarily expecting them to take a quarterback in the first round. Someone, team-wise, is going to shock us, move up in this draft and take one of those really talented young signal callers. And then to the New York Jets, they are a division title contending football team with Derek Carr. I'm not being disrespectful to the Buffalo Bills. They can remain the favorite, but the Jets with their defense, with their young talent and the roster that they have, and some of the pieces that might not be a part of the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots and the Dolphins in that division with Derek Carr's solid play. This team last year had five games when they didn't score touchdowns offensively they were six and two when they scored multiple touchdowns with Derek Carr they're a 12-1 football team the Jets can win the East with him all right that's uh, candidly I loved every single one of those fascinating particularly watching what Anthony Richardson did over the weekend but because of the immediacy of the moment let's live in the Derek Carr of it here Dan that was excellent but in the meantime Jeremy Fowler my insider extraordinaire what is the latest on Carr as we speak because he He holds a lot of cards, if you will, as far as what else has happened. Yeah, the latest is, I'm told, Derek Carr has a slight lean to the New York Jets as his preferred destination. The Saints and the Panthers are still involved, so they're hashing all that out. But Carr would be open to going to the Jets, certainly. He's their favorite in the clubhouse right now. Jets coaches, I'm told, would be happy with Derek Carr. They really love their meeting that they've had with him in person. But Aaron Rodgers, the situation looms large because the New York Jets are still in on Rodgers, I'm told. But I've talked to teams in the quarterback market who say that money, that $58 million that Rodgers is due, is a roadblock right now. So Green Bay's not willing to eat some of that money or at least someone involved. Rodgers, Packers, the new team willing to facilitate and absorb some of it, then it's going to be hard for a trade to get done. All right, so, so that's the latest there. And we are waiting. Look, the whole world is waiting for puffs of smoke to come up in Green Bay, right? What, what color will they come up? Well, I guess it would be green for either one of the two teams. But one way or another, it is Aaron Rodgers who holds so many of the cards here because if his decision is that he wants to come back and play, 
then he's going to put the Packers in a position where they have to decide if they want to keep him. And if not, and most of the scuttlebutt has been that they are looking to move on from him, now it's going to get very interesting, D. Wood, and so the Jets are running on parallel tracks with Rodgers and Carr. Yeah, listen, in the first hour, I said I thought the Jets should go with Derek Carr because obviously he's a free agent. You don't have to give up compensation, and I think he comes cheaper than Aaron Rodgers. Now, we discussed how the Green Bay Packers might eat some of that contract of, of Aaron Rodgers. If that is the case, then to me, it's a no-brainer you go after Aaron Rodgers. I mean, because the whole thing about the thing that worried me about acquiring Aaron Rodgers is what the what would the roster construction look like? Like, would you have to be taking pieces away because of Aaron Rodgers' big contract, the, the draft compensation? But if things start tilting in the Jets' favor as far as Green Bay you know, eating up some of that that contract, and they don't have to give up give up as much as draft compensation. That's a no-brainer. You go out and get the one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League. Not only to get into the postseason, hell, contend for a Super Bowl. So, so here's my question: the, contending for a Super Bowl. That's obviously the objective here. So, Dan, let me come to you because, and I've said it before, I'll say it again, and everyone who watches our show knows it. No one analyzes quarterback play in the business better than Dan Orlovsky does. There are some who will look at it and they will say Aaron Rodgers had a down year by his standards, certainly, and maybe we are seeing decline. He's almost 40 years old. There are some, like myself, who say he played last year with a broken thumb. He did not have chemistry with the young receivers. You want to blame him for not being there for the offseason program. That is what it is. But I still believe that it motivated Aaron Rodgers, who was healthy in an offense he knows, which the Jets, in theory, will be running with their new offensive coordinator can return to elite status, whether he's an MVP or not, notwithstanding, he can be an elite quarterback again. You tell me. Absolutely. Aaron Rodgers, healthy, is still top eight, top six player at the position. There's no question about it. We saw it in glimpses last year, Greeny. I remember as, as he got healthy throughout the season and really like the last month starting to be like, oh, he's, he's starting to look like the, the Aaron Rodgers of old. And, and I'll refresh everybody's memory. As bad as last year was, they played week 17 with the chance to win or to get into the playoffs. Huh, okay? And now they lost, but they had a chance to get into the playoffs as bad as it was. So I think it comes down to this, Greeny. One of two things needs to happen for Aaron, Aaron Rodgers to be a Jet. Either he amends his contract and takes a little bit of money that's less, or the Packers pay a little bit out. I think if one of those two things happen, Aaron Rodgers is going to be a New York Jet. And then a final word from you, Fowler, here. Is there any way of gauging how soon we should expect these things to happen? Rodgers, Carr, et cetera. Tomorrow, 4 o'clock, is the franchise tag deadline. I have no idea if that plays into this at all. Well, teams are working on this. It feels urgent that something could go down today, possibly. Now, keep in mind, the New Orleans Saints can get things moving because they've been in on Derek Carr to the point where he's their option A. And so if they want to seal this deal, maybe they can create – a stronger market for Carr and get it to the finish line. That could be the first domino. D. Wood, I'm just not cut out for this. I mean, this is just too. I, I just. I, Tony up. I'm not. I'm not cut out for this. I'm ready to get this thing over with. Like, it, like it, it's this thing has been dragging on. I can't drag it anymore. Is it going to end drag, well? Does this end well for me? Yeah, absolutely. You're going to have at least Derek yeah. Carr, Aaron Rodgers. Either way.
considering what the Jets have been at the quarterback position? Rodgers could wind up retiring, and Derek Carr could wind up in New Orleans, and I could wind up sitting here no better off than I am right now. That's the jaded Jet fans in New Orleans. Yes, it is. If they play their cards right, they'll have one of the two. All right, let's hope Let's hope so. In the meantime, we continue here in a moment, and then first take is coming up next. Was Phoenix's win yesterday a good sign for KD and company? Which tag should the Ravens use for Lamar? Molly, Stephen A. and company ready to go. Top of the hour here on ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Six games highlight the ESPN Plus NHL schedule tonight. Uh, And we're featuring the 7.30 Eastern matchup between Connor McDavid, who leads the league in goals, and the Oilers taking on the Sabres. Don't miss all the fun. Tonight on ESPN Plus. Meanwhile, before we go, that, my friends, is Daniel Orlovsky, quarterback, UConn, <laughs> running 4-9-3 in the 40. Daniel, okay. look okay. at the motor. Hey, Greeny, right, that, that, took, that took about 12 years of jump soles and ankle weights and parachute runs and strength shoes to pull off. So that's an act of Jesus. Look at that Pretty fresh, <laughs> look at that fresh haircut. We definitely Ryan, not Ryan. gonna mistake you for Anthony Richardson. I can see you tomorrow. That. First fresh take haircut. now. <laughs>